everybody. Welcome back to Pillow Talks with Mark and B, the podcast where we just talk. I'm B, and I'm here with my wonderful boyfriend. Hey, hey, how's it going, B? I'm Mark. I'm great. I'm. We're in. We're in Panama. <laughs> we're in Panama. We're in a country that is described as paradise. Paradise. Hard to be unhappy here. <laughs> yeah. Really. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm great. Uh, welcome, welcome to the show. Welcome, listeners. Um, we got a we got an interesting episode today. Um, we're going to be talking about the art of letting go. Um, for those of you that listened to our last episode, this episode will kind of make sense. But if you haven't listened to the last one, I definitely recommend going back and listening to it so you kind of get an understanding of what happened. Yeah, why we're here. Yeah. Why we um, had to say goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you want to get a hold of us before you start the show, you could email Pillow Talk with Mark and B at gmail.com or you could check out Instagram at Pillow Talk with Mark and B. Uh, we have merchandise on Teespring and we also have a Patreon. If you want to support us, you could subscribe on our Patreon and give us one buck. Yeah. We also, the other cool way that I just figured out how to do is in our notes or in our show notes or podcast notes or whatever. Uh, yeah, I don't know. In the episode description? Episode description, that's what I'm trying to say. In the episode description, there's a, a link there where you can just press donate, and if you just want to throw us 20 bucks, it's oh, just cool. super easy, super simple. So Cool, I didn't know about that one. Yeah, just uh, support the shows you listen to. Um, yeah, so let, let's dive into this episode. Um, I feel like it's going to get... Look, I might cry. Yeah, I already <laughs> am like partly holding back tears from some of it. Yeah. Um, it's a situation. Well, let's do it. <laughs> The, the other thing I just want to mention real quick is, yeah, we're, we're traveling right now, so like the, the oh, yeah. quality of this is kind of wonky. You might even hear some like Spanish music Spanish in the background. Music. <laughs> There's a party going on outside. So. <laughs> yeah, and it's fun, um, but uh, yeah, let, let's dive in. Let's get into it. So this episode is called The Art of Letting Go, and we wanted to call it that because there's, the art of letting go just means leaving behind what is usual and, and comfortable. And there's beauty behind that, there's risk behind that, it's terrifying, but you cannot grow without being uncomfortable. You cannot grow without putting yourself out Yeah, there. like the, the easiest analogy that comes to my mind is just working out. You're not going to get muscles if you just sit. Yeah. You know, you're not going to grow your mind if you don't read a book. Yeah. You're not going to grow your experiences and perspectives unless you open yourself up to new ones. And unfortunately, it's uncomfortable most of the times. I don't like doing push-ups, yeah. you know? It, it's it's brutal, but also at the same time, I like the benefits of it, you know? And, I mean, this one, it can be scary, terrifying, let's yeah. call it. Yeah. It, yeah, man, like... like it, it's we, crazy. We moved to a whole new country based off of like Facebook and YouTube posts, essentially. Yeah. yeah. I do know, like, my brother, he has been to Panama, right. and I do know a couple people have been there, and we have a good friend that uh, lived here when she was really young. Yeah. Um, so we had some uh, other factors, but ultimately, yeah, like, we up and moved halfway across the world mm -hmm. um, on Facebook posts. On Facebook posts. <laughs> it was rowdy. Um, but. Yeah, no, it's crazy. And even if the things that we were doing are not in our best interest, you have to branch out. You have to, like, it might feel weird, it might feel awkward, whatever, but it's, it's, you have to take the chance. Yeah. Let, let's dive back just a real quick hot second here to kind of why we left. Like I said, you should really listen to the app last episode to kind of get the full picture of it. Um, but basically, we just were not happy with the way our country, Canada, was going. Mm -hmm. Like, we felt like over the last two years, our freedoms were stripped away. Mm -hmm. And we're continuing to get stripped away. Yeah. 
and it just was not the life that we wanted and it, it also when we looked into the future of Canada it was a life that we couldn't progress in anymore and yeah like afford and yeah like I would never be able to buy a second house which was my plan five years ago when I bought my first house save buy another one and you know inflation keep... and even heating the house and buying groceries I never want to struggle with that kind of thing yeah. and there we would have yeah like we've all been on the internet and we've all seen these posts of people just struggling man and it's brutal yeah. and thankfully we got the opportunity and the skills and the luck even to some degree to actually be able to get out yeah um we got a lot of comments about the last episode lots positive and some negative but also the one thing i really want to talk about is um like after we posted that episode yeah after we posted that episode the whole ukraine russia, situ russia situation happened and here's the thing we were complaining about our, our government and stuff and yeah. we we're complaining about tyranny and we we're complaining about things going to shit and here's the thing there's always somebody worse yeah out there 100 i don't want to trivialize like what other people in the world are going through because canada is still in one of the top 30 countries in the world to live yeah right but it just wasn't matching up with the lifestyle we wanted to live exactly so in the last episode i was very careful i said we were kind of like refugees like we were trying to flee the border we weren't allowed in other countries we were trying to do that but i also clarified like we're not like yeah. that is a very strong word to to use i eventually backed down like real quick and i said no 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 we're not refugees we're just fleeing yeah. if you want to see real hardship real problems wow. like everybody just, in ukraine yeah like, like it's so sad to see all these videos and it really puts it in perspective mm -hmm. how good we had it like yeah for sure but here's the thing about it like there are levels to tyranny mm -hmm. there are levels to shit and while canada was only around a level three tyranny level five shit there are places like the ukraine that are at a level 10 yeah. where the, when we say stuff about like you know tyranny they laugh and be like you don't know the meaning of the word it's like no i do yeah. but we're just at level three and i don't want to wait around for it to get to level five exactly. to get to level six yeah i think outside of all of that too at the end of the day we were just doing what makes us happy yeah and it wasn't in canada anymore it yeah. wasn't freezing cold in the middle of winter for yeah. nine months of the year yeah that's the thing like me and you we love being outside we mm -hmm. love the outdoors um my my house in in canada had a hundred plants inside of inside <laughs> tropical plants. tropical plants because like i love nature and i love being outside but we just couldn't do it in canada so our plan was always to get out of canada yeah it just happened to be expediated yeah um, yeah, but that's like a quick little disclaimer like I don't want to trivialize other people's problems, you mm -hmm. know um, Like we said we had the ability to do something about our problems and we pounced on it Yes, hundred percent and we would do it again any day You cannot You cannot get a new life without giving up your old life and this is something that we very clearly have learned and even had to do yeah. um you know you don't get your new job if you don't quit your old job you can't start the next chapter of a book unless you finish the old chapter exactly yeah 100% <sighs> so let let's let's keep talking so let's start with well first of all um have you ever moved from one location to another yeah like so growing up i've moved maybe let's call her five times but also they were like just in the same city it was with family even when i moved out of my parents house for the first time i moved into my brother's house mm. so it was still familiar yeah it was still you still had a lot of contact yeah it was close all my friends were still there 
Um, So I never really have experienced a move even to a different city or even across the city necessarily. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of my backstory with moving and kind of letting things go. Like, yeah, I've done it to some degree. Um, The one thing I've noticed with myself is, and we'll talk a lot more about it when we talk to like possessions, but like (laughs) when I move, I don't take anything with me pretty much. I'm rowdy. (laughs) I kind of, I it's alarming. It's alarming. <laughs> He's but. so ready to just throw things out. Yeah. And, oh, we will never use this. Let's go. How about you? I have moved a thousand times. Actually, last year I wrote them all down, and it's really sad how many addresses I've had. I, I forget if it was you or your cousin that said it was like up to like thirty six mm-hmm. times. That was you. Yeah. Oh my god. It's yeah. Fucked. So, um, so you have a whole bunch of experience of just kind of yeah uprooting. Typically, it's like still in the same city. There was one time when I was 19 years old and I moved to Ontario from Alberta, and that was not a good situation. Yeah, and that's like uh, across the country. Yeah, that's across the country, and I almost possibly, if somebody wants to hear it, actually, I probably should do it. But that trip, the three days before I actually left back to Alberta, I tried committing suicide. So that's how that trip went. <laughs> and it was Yikes. not good. It was very, very hard. I had dropped everything and left my whole life in a suitcase. Yeah. And I went to my aunt and uncle's house, but didn't know them very well, didn't understand their way of living. I It just was not a good situation and then ended up coming back two months later. Yeah. And, and when you're 19 too, like you're not even fully sure who you are exactly. as a person. Like you haven't developed a lot of skills at that point. And yeah. Everything is amplified a whole bunch for sure yeah um we're now we're, we're a lot older like i am confident in who i am i'm confident as a person i know what i want i know what i need and we've had like so many years on this planet testing things out yep. where we're just like that didn't work next that didn't work next that didn't work next yeah so so it does help but yeah i can't imagine doing it at 19 or something yeah, or, or by yourself yeah it was crazy and then the other big big move i had i was in like south calgary and then after the big bro- breakup I moved to the other side of Calgary so that I could like get some distance from everybody. Yeah. And that was a really big life switch. Like my everything changed. My gyms changed, my roots changed, yeah. every, everything that I did changed. But friendship circle changed. Friendship circle changed, but it was like really for the best. Yeah. And so yeah, I don't know, I grew in different ways in both areas actually. Like if I never gone to Ontario, I know I wouldn't have I mean, even that story that I can relate to people with and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, the, there'd definitely be some type of episode there, there or something be. like yeah. that. Yeah, we glossed over that story real quick, but yeah. that's not the point of this episode. Yeah, that's not the point of this one. <laughs> one day. So, we're in Panama now, uh, and it was fun telling people this. It was very <laughs> fun because some people I told they were like, you know, you some people you tell and they don't believe you almost. They're like, nah, you're not doing that. Yeah. And you're like, just you wait and see, you know. And you're smiling in the back of your mind, like, yeah, yep. no, I'm. I'm out of here, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're going to go through some people and some like of the the, the hardships of letting go. Mm-hmm. Um, let, so let's talk with people. My parents. Uh, I've always been close to my parents. You've heard me speak highly of them. Yeah. They, they're fantastic people. Um, but they were happy, man. They were the most supportive people ever. You know what? It's really funny, though, because as soon as we kind of decided that we were moving here permanently and not just coming for a vacation, yeah. we rounded up Mark's family and, like, here, guys, here's why you need to move with us. Yeah. Here's why we all need to go together as a family. Like, this should happen. All of this. Yeah. Like, it was a huge dinner thing. Yeah, like, at, at the beginning, I, I, I was moving to Panama no matter what. Yeah. But I'm like... 
come with me. I yeah. want my family to be with me. Yeah. Like it, it, it was tough letting them go. Hundred percent. Um, and I know, like, even for my mom, when it first happened, uh, I kept on saying, like, I'm never coming back to Canada. Like, you got to get that out of your mind that you're going to see me in Canada again. Yeah. Like, and and she get, did wise up to that. And then she lives in Florida half the year, so I'm like, but I'll come to Florida. Yeah. Like, we're two hours away from Florida, so yeah. I feel like we might even see her more now than we did when she would spend six months in Florida yeah. when we were in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, there, there's grieving on both sides, too, especially with family. Like, they yeah. they watched me leave. You know? Yeah, and we, like, your family does, well, your brother calls it poop-ins, <laughs> or pop-ins, where he'll just show up in the back, in the back window and, like, knock, or the dog will start freaking out, and yeah. whatever, and he'll stay, hang out, maybe go for a half hour, and, and yeah. then go to the next family member's house and hang out there, or whatever, yeah. and... A little, little context on the poop-in, uh, my brother, he, uh, he's wealthy, he's a wealthy man, yeah. uh, he owns three different houses, but he chooses to lo- live in a garage on one of his properties, like, not a finished garage, like, concrete he floor, calls it a shelf, a shelf, a shop house, <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking hilarious, he's a but guy. he lived in that place for, like, a year and a half, maybe two years, without even a toilet, yeah, so when we call it a poop-in, it's because he, he's got some things to do, <laughs> he's got some business to attend to, <laughs> Uh, um, but no, all of Mark's parents, family were super, super supportive. Yeah. We got to see your cousin. Yeah, that was awesome. Mackenzie, if you're listening, man, uh, yeah. I really loved that conversation with you. Like, it, he was a person that, when we were younger, maybe we were a little closer, but he was always kind of out of town. We'd see him on Christmases, and it yeah. would have a fantastic time. But my brother, Brandt, he's really close with him, and they've always had a tight relationship, but it was so nice to kind of just be able to open that dialogue back up and yeah. just... Get to know him as an adult. Yeah, now that everybody's grown up and whatever. And yeah. We can just sit around the table and shoot the shit for three hours and not have something to do or an activity kind yeah. of to, like, buffer it. Yeah, <laughs> like, we sat for, like, three hours and we just had the w- most wonderful conversation with mm-hmm. him. With him and his fiancé, girlfriend? Yeah. Fiance. Fiance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, they're getting married. Yeah, they're getting married in a couple months. Um, but yeah, and I had I'd seen them at a party, but, like, they're great. They're yeah. amazing. Yeah. I'm so happy we got to have that conversation. Yeah. Um, um, but, you know, not every goodbye was satisfying. So I, we kind of said, like, yeah, I gathered my family together. And I'm like, come with me. Please come with me. Yeah. I want you to be on this adventure with me. Mm-hmm. But my oldest brother is a dickhead. <laughs> he, he's a fucking dickhead. So he didn't show up to this. And I quote his reason for not showing up. Oh, I thought you were only getting engaged. <laughs> so at that point, I'm like, okay, I'm never talking to you again because you're kind of a loser. Oh. There's other issues going on there. But I'm not going to get into that. Yeah. But it was kind of one of those things where it's like, okay, so you clearly don't care. You thought I was getting engaged and you didn't want to come to this family event? Okay. Delete from contacts. Yeah, there's some weird, like, hard lines that have been drawn from people. And it's just like, okay, well, like, do you care? Because I won't, I'm not going to maintain it if you're not in it. Yeah, Like, I won't. It's a lot of energy that I'm putting out that you seriously don't care about. I have thousands of people around the world trying to get a hold of me all the time. And... I want to talk to those people. I want to talk to people that actually want to talk to me. Those are my friends, my online friends, and now my friends, my family, you know? Yeah, yeah, 100%. And yeah, you know, I'm uh, they're online, and I can't be as close to them as I always want to be, but, like, yeah. you know, that's the thing. you got to know which relationships people are trying to put into you, and, you know, you want to invest into people that are investing into you. And this goes back to, like, like maybe you're... Even if you're leaving something that's not the best for you, like maybe you need this push to like really put into perspective what is important, what you should keep, yeah. what you should lose. Exactly. All that kind of stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah, so my family was a little bit different. I haven't talked to my, like, the adopted parents in months, um, but they knew. I talked to my aunt, and they never reached out, which was whatever. Yeah. Um, it's, it's whatever. Like, here's the other thing I just want to say. Like, <laughs> we don't want to, we're not, like, so self-centered that we don't realize that other people have their lives, their family, yeah. their problems yeah. that you have to be sending us a message every day yeah, like 100 percent. but there are some things where it's just like oof yeah it's funny because i never really cared didn't really say anything about it and then the day after we got here somebody from our like inner circle i would say unfollowed me on instagram and i was like oh like why do you not want to see us happy like what yeah. the shit and then i don't really care about that don't like she disagrees with why we moved all that kind of stuff and whatever but that sparked how I really felt about my parents not reaching out. And yeah. That, <laughs> I cried in the shower here in Panama. Like, I just, I couldn't stop crying because I just didn't understand how somebody could say, like, we're taking you into the family, we're going to raise you, but we don't actually care about you. And, like, we don't want to know if you're doing good and we don't want to see you happy. And we know that you're moving to a place where, I don't know, they don't know how Panama is and if it's safe or whatever. You could die. We could never see you again and still not say anything it's just it's very very hard to understand mm -hmm. um there was like one of mark's best friends had told my brother about moving and he didn't say anything to me didn't reach out whatever the day before we left he he had messaged me about something completely different completely unrelated and then i told him about panama and he acted like he didn't know sure which was just kind of like I know you know. So I know like, you know. And what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, you didn't reach out? Yeah, and it's just, again, what? these lines in the sand where it's just like, I'm not gonna, I can't keep caring about somebody that doesn't care about yeah. me. Yeah, because you typically are the person that reaches out. Like, Everything. if anyone knows be personal, you know she's the one calling you most of the time. She's yeah. the one doing that. And and that's tough, too. Yeah. Now, that being said, um, our roommate, renter, whatever, his homie. mom, homie, best friend, <laughs> um, his mom has kind of taken that role on, and I know you're listening, and I love you, she has been, like, seriously, my number one support system, Whew, I'm gonna cry, she's been, like, the best support system, when we started the podcast, when we started yeah. dating, when, like, any time that anything even remotely happy happens to me i can text her and she'll lose her mind over it yeah yeah i love her so while it's been sad like we see some some relationships where it's just like okay th this relationship has run its course and it's mm -hmm. sad but that's it but then we get these other ones where it's like wow you care life like, has a way of filling in the holes when you make them like when it's a need so like if i take something that's not good for me and breaking me down and hurting me if i remove that life will fill it with something that i need yeah and iris that's you <laughs> yeah yeah no it, it it um like I, i've known uh my homie my friend for like a long time we went to school together yeah. and stuff but i never actually met his mom until like i seen her from afar yeah but she's a wonderful lady she's like, like she's one of those so moms nice. that like everybody wants to go to their house for for like the, the Friday night hangout because yeah. her mom or his mom is there. She's fun. She's, she's hilarious. Calm, she's so like, sweet and calm. Yeah. And like when you hug her, 
you just Holy. like release. <laughs> <laughs> the funniest troll she did to me was uh, so she listens and she's like. Uh, one episode I was talking about, like, the nice thing about COVID is I don't have to hug anyone anymore. <laughs> so then the next time she sees me, she came up and gave me a big hug and then made a joke out of it. Like, ah, yeah. I'm just kidding. I know you don't like that. Odette. She's the cute. But it was just like, yeah, like. Like, very she, much, like, very attentive and very, like, she's definitely played that mother role. Yeah. Even throughout, like, multiple parts of my life when she's been in and out of my life. Like, yeah. where I've just gone off the rails or whatever. Every time I've come in contact with her, she's just everything mm-hmm. I needed. Yeah. And I love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's so nice when you know. When you know, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, everyone wants to feel loved. Like, uh-huh. everyone wants to. And, uh... Yeah. <laughs> some, pe- some people show it. And it, I love it. And I gotta, I gotta be better showing it to some people, too, as well. That yeah. I appreciate them and whatever. But. I feel like this move has gotten you a little bit more emotional, maybe? Where you're just, like the words that you say to people matter and the conversations yeah. that you have with people matter it might be the last time yeah and, and, and my best friend i've never actually told you that i love you oh. how is that even possible what the fuck been your best friend for like 15 years <laughs> and i've never told you i love you Ugh. like yeah but and like i got to tell him like yo man like you impacted my life in so many ways i don't even know how and to this day you're still impacting my life like yeah you know it it really gave us the opportunity to think about who these important people are and then even put them into words and tell those people that we love you. you this is how you've impacted us. Mm-hmm. Like for, for my parents, when I said goodbye to my dad, um, I basically said something like, the only reason that I am able to move to Panama is because you are an amazing person and you made, raised me right. Yeah. You raised a strong, independent, free-thinking indi- individual that is confident to take on the world. Like, yeah. if ever you think you haven't done a good job, look at what I'm doing and know that is directly because of your influence, directly 100%. because of the way you raised me. 100%. <sighs> and it was nice. It was yeah. nice. He cried, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was crackled voice, too. It's... He's the cutest. <laughs> um, yeah, we're not emotional already. <laughs> yeah. This next one's gonna be a banger. Oh man. The animals. The animals, man. Ugh. So we, we did an episode, uh, a bonus episode. It turned out to be one of our longest episodes, and it was just about our pets and how much we loved them. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, we weren't able to take them down here with us. Yeah. Um, we discussed if we wanted to, but ultimately thought like it wouldn't be fair to drag a bunch of animals across the world into completely hour plane rides. Yeah, into a completely different environment and like for for the Nova dog, like what if she gets by a dog with gets bit by a dog with rabies? You know, yeah. it's just not safe. It's just yeah. It's it's a different world down here, and yeah. while humans are very adaptable, yeah. animals are not quite the same way and leo definitely would have been broken yeah. like literally broken by the time he got off the plane yeah. it just would not have been a good situation <laughs> so. my opa he was like so are you taking the pets down there and or are you gonna and i said gonna no want to <laughs> like i was hyped i was determined i was yeah. gonna take them but you know as as the plans progressed like we i slowly came to a realization that and yeah, no. Um, one of the things that we had said was that like people take their kids, so why would we not take our animals? Yeah. But I think that's a very dangerous place to sit. Yeah. With animals. Yeah, like they're living creatures and they're awesome, but Amazing. ultimately, like they're just animals. They're just animals. Yeah. And, and the man. thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars that we would have spent for the extra, like I don't know, four or five years of with them. Yeah. It's just not. It wasn't a smart move, and for them to be miserable that whole last time, and like, yeah, like 
if we could set them up with better situations there, that would benefit them, then absolutely. We were never going to drop them off at the SPCA and say, fuck off. And yeah, like, yeah. if they kill you, they kill you. But now we don't have it on our hands. Like, yeah. that's just not the way to do it. But Let, let's talk about the homes that we got them because oh they're all God. fantastic. Yeah. Okay. So you want to start with Smalls? Oh, the small cat. <laughs> oh, so the small cat's the most precious, cuddly cat. Ugh. Um, yeah, so my mom has a renter, and she just got a little kitten. Small cat grew up with the Nova dog and two other cats. The two, two other older cats, cats. Two older cats. And the two older cats didn't really want to play with her. And she couldn't really play with Nova, even though Nova wouldn't hurt her. Yeah. It just, the it's size. The size it's difference. Just, She's too delicate. Like, yeah. Yeah, and but, she would, like... She would jump on Jules, and Jules fucking hated it. Yeah, hated oh, it. <laughs> she would kick her off and, and like, oh, it was just sad. But now, Small Cat has this, like, kitten f- boyfriend. Yeah. Um, yeah. That they're just tearing up the place. I've got some really cute videos of them just... Cuddling yeah. and hanging out and yeah. tearing it up. Like, they're mm-hmm. just... They get to play with each other, and they actually want to play with each other, mm-hmm. and that's great. Like, that was a perfect yeah. setup for them. And, and, like, yeah, when I think of Small Cat, I think now... She's happy. Yeah. Like, I didn't do her dirty. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Nova Nova. So, um, this one's, oh, this one was a rough one for me because, like, she got me through the breakup. She got me through my family shit. She, huh. Dogs are a man's best friend. Yeah, anyone who's had a dog realized the connection that you can have with them. It's it's so deep and it's so special. Yeah, so we got a message from a single dad who had a four-year-old daughter, who was adorable, (laughs) who wanted to kind of teach her responsibility. She kept asking for a dog, and he didn't want to get a puppy because he has a whole farm load of things that he needs to deal with. But um, had seen our ad and was like, maybe this is perfect if she's trained and ready and good with kids and good with other animals like this might be perfect yeah so we met him we actually went out to the ranch and it's huge like way (laughs) bigger than i thought it would ever be yeah she's got like water there like three different bodies of water that she can swim in all day there's two horses i think the cattle are back now from the feeding lot so she's got all of that to play with and another dog who is more of like a working dog yeah one of those working dogs so i wonder if nova will ever be like pick up on some of those kind of like behavioral patterns yeah but it's great because we i I get to see videos of her all the time she'll never be locked up again she'll never be within a fence again yeah 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 and like that's a that's that's the dream right that's the dream (laughs) retirement on a farm yeah well we're retiring in panama she's retiring on this perfect farm with this little girl who just wants to dress her up the first thing she said (laughs) was like do you know that i like to dress up and i was like do you know that i i like to dress nova up (laughs) and nova did this thing where she would i'd put a different collar on her and it's okay I'd put a different collar on her, and she would run around the room showing everybody what her collar looked like, (laughs) and like, look at me, I'm so pretty, okay, you're done, now I'm gonna go to the next person, look at me, how pretty (laughs) I am, and so, like, it's perfect for her, it's perfect for the kid, it's perfect for Riley, he's got a best friend, it's just, it's the best situation for her. And, like, this whole point of this episode is the art of letting go, like, it's it's tough, (laughs) man, even now, weeks later, I'm still crying from it, Yeah. um, if I think too long about it. It's definitely hard, but, again, they're in better situations, like, like more, I mean, we did not abuse our animals or anything, like, they had a pretty good life with us, but they're in the most optimal situation that they could be, Yeah. which is nice. 
I had uh, my, another cat called Jules, and oh. uh, she was just this soft, sweet cat, and she had this meow that when she wanted attention, it was just like, like squeaky tiny little, like, little squeak. like just so squeaky, <laughs> and like when you watch her do it, she almost tilts her head back yeah. and like, like meow, like. She was just this soft, lovable, kind of the iconic, peaceful cat. Yeah, just so gentle, mm-hmm. so quiet, so chill. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to rehome her and Leo together. It didn't quite work out that way. But my my ex-wife actually, I, I texted her. I'm like, hey, do you do you want Jules? Like, we had Jules together. Do you want her? And thankfully, she said yes. Like, she, right away. She picked her up within hours. I think within she was hours. super excited to have her. Yeah, and now I see pictures of Jules, like... I, oh, I've only seen one picture, but she was like all on this heated blanket. Oh yeah, and her boyfriend works remote now, so he bought her this heated blanket, yeah. hangs out with her all day, and they've got another cat in that house, so yeah. she's got a friend. Yeah, so shout out to you for taking her. Like yeah, that seriously. was it. I, I, I really didn't want to text her because I thought I would just get yelled at, but no, like kudos for you for not taking it out on me that I'm rehoming our our yeah. pet that I I. I was adamant that I had to take from you, like, but that's the thing, like, life changes, and things change, and you could let things kind of just hold you down and hold you back, or you could try to find better solutions, Yeah, you know, like you said, the the solution was never to take them to the SPCA. Yeah, 100%, yeah, which brings us to Leo Man. Yeah, so Leo, this this was my hardest goodbye for sure. Definitely. Leo Um, was a tricky cat. Like he was. He was very like he's lived in that house for seven years. He was a feral barn cat. Yeah. Um but I got him so small and I got him so small that I actually had to like get a bottle dropper and feed him milk because he was so small. He was smaller than the chinchillas, right? Yeah, I had chinchillas (laughs) and he hung out with these chinchillas and stuff. And the thing about Leo is he's this feral cat, but if you know how to work with cats yeah he's fine like you got to know him and he was so lovable so squishy yeah (laughs) but the thing is like if people walk up to him and just like start petting him he's not gonna fucking like that yeah and some people would come up and like put their head right up to his and i would get so offended for real like get the fuck out of his face i hope he fucking mauls you yeah and that's on you that's a living creature why are you fucking with them and we've told you now six times in the last 10 minutes to leave him alone yeah and what are you doing so he 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 was definitely the hardest to rehome and i thought i had the perfect spot for him like the the renters moving in upstairs um they they said they would adopt him and he had they had two little kittens and Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, it just didn't work out. Like, I just yeah. don't think they real. I don't think I actually clarified enough, like, what they were getting into. Yeah. And unfortunately, he lashed out, and he actually scratched from him. I had to take him back. Yeah. But- and I mean, like... I mean, nothing against Leo. They were moving furniture, and it was yeah. big and scary. And That's new, the thing. Like, like, Leo just lost everything he knows like yeah. all the furniture was gone everything he knows and then these random people come in of course he's gonna lash out yeah, and it was kind of just like sad. fuck i didn't do that one right but on the puff side kind of when this happened we actually just got turned away at the border and then the next day they're like hey you need to take your cat back so i'm so glad we got turned away at the border because then i was able to come back yeah and deal with him and then we got to adopt him or not adopt him we had we got to have him for another week while we found yeah. another home yeah and that was a big thing too because i i think i said it on last episode that there were definitely reasons that it didn't work out with the border yeah leo was one of them he, he was the big one for me 100 um, percent because I, I don't know, he would have ended up in the SPCA, yeah. and that would not have been good. Not okay. Um, unfortunately, he, man, 
So I had contacted the Meow Foundation. One of their big things is they do not kill. They've got a no-kill yeah. policy yeah. or whatever. I connected with one of the workers, Jen, if you ever listen to this, shout out to you. Yeah. Um, and she was so good with him and so, like, she fell in love with him right away. She talked about adopting him herself. Yeah. I guess they work with, like, full-on feral cats. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. she didn't consider him a feral cat with how he was acting or whatever. Yeah, like, he wasn't hissing or anything. He was no. just He was just scared, man. Yeah, and so it was just, oh. it's very, I felt a lot better even giving him to her Mm -hmm. than to the renters just because of how much information she had how much practice she had how much knowledge she had she had like eight years of work experience with all of these different kinds of cats so like 100 percent. yeah and the thing about leo like he he is good when you know how to work with cats like i was able to introduce leo to two chinchillas that he was best friends with he would hang out with these chinchillas eventually he was introduced to three different cats each one he loved Mm -hmm. and And a dog and nova and while him and nova never got close they got within being able to be within a foot of each other i have a picture of you with nova on one side and leo on the other and they're both sleeping happily yeah like (laughs) like he just needed the time and the attention and i'm so glad like so the, the Meow Foundation, they actually even have some cats that are like living cats where they yeah. have like a whole big room, jungle gym things where yeah. cats can kind of just live there that are just... Yeah. So even if he never gets to find adopted. his like adoption home, there Jen's will always be Jen and these other people here and these cats and he's not just in this cage. And 100%. And they'll honest, know. Yeah, it sucked. That one sucked. Yeah. He... Um, I, oh. I almost... Am, I'm finding back the urge to cry now even. Yeah. But... Yeah, when I gave him up, that was that was the toughest goodbye. That honestly was. I had him for seven years. He was my best little. He was my best little guy. Whew. But uh, you know, you you don't get a new life unless you give up things. You don't you don't get to advance unless you make sacrifices. And when we think about and Leo's future, that is definitely better than what he would have had here. Yeah, like tenfold without a doubt. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. And like, I feel. I don't feel happy about it, but yeah. I feel at peace about where he's at now. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And that's all you can do, I guess. That's all you can do sometimes. Hope for. Yeah. Um, man, it was the <sighs> roughest thing. Like, each one of those animals, you know, every day we're getting rid of a new new little child, essentially. Yeah. It was tough. Definitely tough. But, <sighs> uh, you know. But all of the cats are in better, like, definitely good hands. And we trust them. We trust where they're at. We trust who they're with. Yeah. And we can we we left knowing that they were taken care of, which yeah. is super super important to us. Yeah. Um, other things I had to give up that was tough. Like I had to give up my job. Yeah, um, Lorehammer. We haven't talked about that. Yeah, like I'm I'm a world famous podcaster. Yeah. Uh, I got I got I was able to quit my electrician job because I started making more money doing Lorehammer. Like the ideal job. Like everyone talks about being a YouTube star. I fucking somehow did that. I had to give that up though, but yeah. I'm not looking back at it for a second because the cost of my freedom and happiness is mm-hmm. well beyond money and fame for me. I've yeah. never been about that. I never started Lorehammer because I wanted money or fame. Yeah. I started it because I wanted to build a community of friends. And you did. And I fucking did. And you did. And I did. Why did you decide to end Lorehammer instead of continue it remote? Um, so we've all seen those TV shows where it's like season six comes around and there's not even any of the main characters anymore. And you're like, what show yeah, am I even yeah. watching now? <laughs> Damn it. Those are all my shows. <laughs> and I, it's just like, I didn't want to do that to Lorehammer and me and my business partner, Eric, like we talked like, yeah, do you want to take it on? Maybe you can get another friend in. you guys can keep doing it. And maybe I'll just do remote every other episode. But he was kind of on the same page. Like 
like he's getting we, married and yeah, starting we, a family we just didn't want to like bastardize it you know yeah we didn't want it to become just this thing that now i'm calling in and i'm not really involved in and like yeah. the whole reason i started it was to hang out with my homies and to meet new people yeah it was never to cash a paycheck it was never to become famous yeah so while yeah i i would give up lorehammer a thousand times to be able to do what i'm i'm doing yeah it, it, it was still like it was still a decision. It was still giving up something that I worked for five years, mm -hmm. three of which I didn't get a paycheck from. Yeah. Like, I put hundreds, thousands of hours, and I still am putting work in. Like, here's mm -hmm. the thing about Lorehammer. Even though the podcast is over, I am always going to be around. Yeah. We have this community. I'm always on there. You're on the Discord. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I've been able to start another show called Lorehammer Listener Lores, where since I've developed this huge community, People send me stories, and now I'm able to share their stories with everybody. So while the show is changed and it's over, there are still aspects of it that I'm carrying on because for me, it was always about meeting people and, and hanging out with people. Yeah, and you've had some people on the show reading stories with you. Yeah, I've I had to listen to three different people now. It's just like on Lorehammer Main, I was never able to do that because we had a hard rule where it's like, if you're not in the studio, you can't record with us because yeah. there's just something special that you lose when you're not in the same room with the person, yeah. making eye contact, smelling each other, you know? <laughs> um, but, you know, that's just the way she goes. Yeah. Not, nothing lasts forever, and sometimes you need to know when to drop it while it's good. Yeah, and, uh, and it happened at the right time, too. Yeah, like it literally happened right at 100, episode 100, which is coming out You'll be Wednesday. yeah, in like three days. Yeah. So if you're listening to this, you got the download dirty yeah, deeds. Don't, don't tell anybody. <laughs> don't tell anyone. Lorehammer's over for another three days. Yeah. But yeah, that's the thing. Like I gave it up. I'm not looking back though. Mm -hmm. I know it was the right thing to do for me. Yeah. As far as my work, the only thing that really changes is my time zone. I'm now no longer two hours behind my boss. I'm in the <laughs> same time zone. Damn it. But I already told him that I was going two hours ahead so that I could have more daylight here. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, that's another thing. Here, the sun set, the sun rises at 6.30, sets at 6.30 every day consistently no matter what. Pretty much. In the summer in Calgary, it would be, it would rise, rise at 6.30 six. and then like 10 11, 11, 11 on the peaks, yeah. Yeah, so we'd have these huge long days and sun and fun and all that kind of stuff. We don't get that here. Yeah, but that's just like a small like little adjustment. It's like, okay, um, now we go out in the evening time or yeah. you go out in the morning or whatever. Either way, it's still 30 degrees. <laughs> Either way, yeah. Even if you go out at midnight, it's still going to be beautiful outside. You can still be outside. Like, I can't wait to just be sitting on a balcony with you, looking over the ocean, um, and just fucking existing. Yeah. Like, Ugh. humans... Humans are not made for this life that we have. Like, the last 100 years of humanity has shifted like nothing else in all of, all of history, you know? This is not the natural state. Going f to your 9 to 5 shitty job is not the natural state of humanity. Yeah. You're supposed to be, like, with your family in these small, tight-knit groups, yeah. like, working the land, yeah. building things. Like, yeah. that's the life I wanted. Yeah. That's the life we were... That's not... I don't want to say made for, but made for. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's the life we've evolved into. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was one of the goals of leaving. We wanted to get out of the system. We yep. wanted to get out of that nine to five. Everybody yep. does the same thing. That hustle culture that... Yeah. Like, and I don't... I'm not for all you younger kids. Do not stop hustling right now. Yeah, like... We're you, 30 and have worked to this point. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I've heard people bit. break down their lifestyle. It's like, okay, so when you're... 
you know, your formative years from 1 to 20, you're learning. That's when you learn. Then from 20 to 30, you build something. You make something yourself. You do something yeah. that is yours. Like yeah. you forge your own way in the world. Yeah. And then um, like 30 to 40, you start getting other people to help you do your thing. And you kind of take more of a backseat role. And mm. um, they, there's stages to life. Yeah. And you got to know what stage you're in. Yeah. And you also don't want to jump stages. Like Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and yeah, again, we worked to get here. So like at 20, I would have never been able to do what we're doing now. I had to work for well, it. I had to. You can always do anything. Well, that's true. Difficulty is a thing. It just yeah. would be harder. Like you Much can make harder. anything happen. I know a guy who moved across the world and he, Oh, that's true. Like you could do anything, man. Yeah. That's the thing. Don't limit yourself ever. Just cause it's going to be hard doesn't mean that you can't do it. It means you, it's just going to be hard. 100%, um, yeah. So we, we talked real quick there a second about hustle culture and like the grind and yeah. like I never wanted that lifestyle. I remember I'm sure many people got a similar feeling, you know, when when you first started your first job after the first week, you're like, wait, for the are you saying I life? have to do this till I'm 65? <laughs> it's like when kids are going to school, like grade one for the first time and they're like, oh, I'm so excited. And then they come back and they're like, well, I'm never going to back. Like I did it. And it was like, no, no. Tomorrow. <laughs> you actually got 18 more years of this. Yeah. Sorry. But I've never been into the system. I've always played the system. So like my, my work career has kind of been like very uh, non-standard. Like I would work for a couple years and then take like a year or two off mm -hmm. and like just kind of then create something on my own or relax or just like go back to like the natural state of humans, which is not working these weird fucking jobs. Like, yeah. I'm not saying that you don't have to work. You have to work. You have to do something. You have to survive. Work provides fulfillment, purpose, all mm -hmm. those kind of good things. But the way our modern society is, and in Canada, it that is not what we were built for. Yeah, yeah. And especially for me, that is never what I wanted. I never wanted that goal. I was never about having the biggest car, the fanciest house. I was never about any of that yeah. stuff. <laughs> Which is so funny because I absolutely was. When we started dating, I was like, I mean, up until like three years ago, I only, I always had two, three, four jobs. Like I was always on the yeah. grind. I was always going. I think part of that is like a, trying to cope with the world. If I just like th lose myself in work or the gym sure. or anything else and I don't have to deal with anything else. And then as soon as I started dealing with my shit, it was just like, wait a minute. Like I need some peace. I need yeah. some quiet. I need some like downtime and then when we started dating um i was working for this company he was a fucking asshole <laughs> and so yeah i stopped working there and then mark was like no you need to take time off yeah 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 and that was the first time ever like since i was 14 that i've taken six months off and didn't do anything and it was fantastic we had one of the best summers oh. of our i'm not gonna say of yeah. our life because <laughs> that's a matter yeah like <laughs> the bar has shifted all of a sudden all of a sudden we're on a cliff and the bar is down on the ground we're like huh but up till that point, absolutely <laughs> yeah. best summer ever. But like, it was exactly what you needed to kind uh -huh. of refocus what is actually important and to kind of get a perspective of Realign. like, absolutely. you know, possessions are not what this is about. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And it's funny because I'm, again, I was like, I needed the nicest car. I think that was some like ex-boyfriend's influence a little bit, but sure. I... Well, and that's also even what we're taught, like... Mm -hmm. Oh, 100%, like, yeah. You have to have it new, you have to have it big, you have to yeah. look like you make money, and da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. 
And so I got this car, it, to, to date, best car ever. I like modded it out or and, and personalized it, blacked it out, did all of my own personal touches to it. And it was finally, the only thing I hadn't done yet was black out the, the taillights, <laughs> which whatever, it's fine. Um, but everything I did myself, and it was like something that I got to build, I paid for, yeah, I worked for. It was yours. That was huge. And so letting that go, A, it was like, fuck, like now I can't, now I can't just leave. Mark, can I use your car? Like, yeah. shit. But... But ultimately, now you have, like, 850 extra bucks in your pocket a month. You died when you found out that number. I couldn't even believe that. Yeah. I, I had a strong rule where I'm like, I'm <laughs> never spending more than five grand on a vehicle. Because, yeah, yeah I'm not about possessions. Yeah. Now um, we have an extra $850 to play with. Yeah. And here, Ubers are like, we just came to a new spot outside of Panama City. It was like a 40-minute drive, and it cost $12. Yeah, so we're kind of just like, we don't even necessarily need a vehicle. Like, yeah. It, it's, need one for? There's convenience, but also like... Or you just spending money that you're going to not use. Yeah. Here we will probably, we'll get a bike or like a scooter yeah. or a moped or something yeah. like that. Boat. A boat. For sure. Yes, definitely. Boat. boat and motorbike. For but sure. yeah, we don't need a car now. Yeah, and if we do get a car, it's not going to be like this fancy one. Ooh. Like you don't, you don't need that thing. Especially like, here. Like I want, if we end up getting a car, it's going to be some beat up old shit bag thing that yeah. we can take off roading yeah. and go I, places. Like, the week before we left Canada, I got into this conversation with a random guy who worked at, a like, a minimum wage job, job, just like a teller, and he was just like, I've never seen this dude, and all of a sudden, somehow, we're talking about how he is this economic slave. Yeah. Literally, the words he used. Be careful that you do not become one of these economic slaves. Like, if you're listening and you're, you're 18, consider if you're going to go to post-secondary or not. Yeah. I recommend don't fucking do it. Because you didn't do it. I didn't do it. I know tons of people who don't do it and have become very successful. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, there are some things like if you're going to be a doctor, you should probably go to school. But yeah. you got to be very aware that you don't go into debt and become this economic slave. That you don't buy a car that is outside of your means and now you're working at this shitty job just so you can drive your car. For example, I was working as an, as an engineering at an engineering firm. I was running like seven offices in Alberta and BC, and I wanted a raise. I was making like twenty-five. Oh, I was making like nineteen bucks an hour. My branch manager was like, if it was me approving this, you would already be making 25 and we'd be talking about 28. I was 19 at this time. Ooh. And so I was like, fucking sweet. There's no way I'm not going to get this raise. This is awesome. He made me this, like he helped me make this whole big like argument, basically a presentation to talk to my manager about it. Here's why I deserve it. Here's what I've done. Here's what I've done above and beyond the job, blah, 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 blah. And then my manager, again, this engineer mindset where it's just like, nope, unless you have numbers behind your name, you're not getting a raise. Yeah. So I was like, okay. So I went to school. I went, became a legal assistant, and yeah, I made sh I made less than like I made thirty k a year, and yep. there was a fucking picture in the boardroom that was worth more than my entire year's salary. Yep. And they refused to give me a raise too. Yep. So I got out of that field and started making another more money. So now yep. I'm still paying off this student loan, and yep. I haven't touched it in eight years. Economic slave. Be Economic very slave. careful not to get into debt. That is one thing. I, I, I had a credit card when I was 18 and I racked up a $1,000 bill, so nothing crazy. And I'm like, oh fuck, all of a sudden I'm in a lot of trouble. I'm $1,000 in debt and I paid it off and I never got a credit card again. Yeah, you still don't it, have one. I still don't have one because I will not be a slave to this economic machine yeah. for just the sake of having things and like yeah. existing it to work. It's funny too because my parents always said that you can't have a credit card because something in the Bible says something about mm, debt or whatever. Sure. 
So we were never really taught about credit cards. Yeah. So I did the same thing. I had racked up a credit card at 18 as soon as I could qualify for it and whatever. But I didn't realize that if I put a thousand bucks on a credit card, by the time I was paying it off, I likely had spent 19, 18, 1700 dollars paying off that thousand dollars. Yep. Nobody told me that. Yep. It's oh fucked. yeah. Be very careful. <laughs> very. Do careful. not buy things that you do not have the money for. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because you can get yourself in a pickle really fast. And, and if I, you lose your job all of a sudden. <sighs> yeah, man. Terrifying. Economic slave. That broke my heart when I heard that. It was just like, holy fuck. Yeah. Like, I know so many people who are just trapped in this yeah. m- fucking machine. And yeah. it's just like, they were like, given a lot of bad advice when they were younger. And no one gave them good advice. Like, well, probably shouldn't go into debt for a fucking degree that you can't even get a job in yeah or a job that pays you minimum wage or yeah. a couple bucks more yeah it's a, it's a scary yeah. way to live <laughs> we're talking a lot about possessions like here's the thing about me uh as well i i love throwing shit out uh if i don't use something for like three months i'm like okay that thing's getting chucked it's getting smashed i'm gonna have a good time with it and get the fuck rid of it (laughs) when i moved in with mark i think i was at 70 i was at 74 pairs of shoes and i was upset because it wasn't 75 (laughs) and mark was sitting on my bed like what the actual fuck like i got one pair of shoes (laughs) yeah like and when that breaks i'll go buy another one yeah he didn't understand even now looking back i'm like why did i how how did i have so many pairs (laughs) of shoes it's crazy things are fun things are good like I've spent thousands, thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars on Warhammer. Like, don't get me wrong, I still enjoy possessions, Mm -hmm. but also at the same time, let me tell you a story. So when I moved to my brother's house and I bought my own house, um, I had a shit ton of Warhammer. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to move all this. And I was literally only moving two blocks away, like literally. Wait, this is how that all happened? Yeah. So I, I called a bunch of the boys, I'm like, okay. Come over, you can rummage through the Warhammer, take what you want, and it, whatever is not gone, we're gonna have a bonfire, and we're gonna have a good old plastic fire. So we literally just started throwing like years, like five or six years of work into the fire. Oh my god, no wonder your best friend freaked out about that. Yeah. And, and, and all the Warhammer you had at our house was after that? So I took like the bare minimum. Like wow. I took stuff that was like, I'm still using this. Like oh, like okay. I said, if I hadn't used it in three months, see ya. And but so like, you accumulated three boxes. Yeah. Yikes. That's a yeah. lot of Warhammer. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but like the, the point of this is like, I've, one of my favorite things actually is getting rid of things. When I go into somebody's house and they, they have stacks of just shit, I like, I, I panic. I'm like, holy, yeah. holy moly, this is overwhelming almost. Yeah. Like, yeah. um, I, I loved when we when we were packing up all the stuff. There was just so much stuff that I was just smiling, throwing it out, throwing it out, throwing it smashing out, smashing like, this, smashing that. that. Yeah, I did like five full dump runs in like a full size truck, stacked to the brim of just. I was using this last week. Now it's in the garbage yeah. because it's not important. Mm-hmm. These things are not important. Yeah, I have a definitely a harder time with that but at the end of the day we could really only take two suitcases i mean we have boxes that we're going to ship later but like yeah we have like one box of sentimental stuff yeah, and like then, i didn't want to have to like the whole point was starting new and starting yeah. fresh and so i didn't want to move that entire house into whatever house we buy here yeah because 
I want it to be this place. Like, yeah, like it's just that disconnection and all it, that. It's good to be able to give things up. Yeah. It's it's a good ability. I think it's, a, yeah, it's something nothing, people need to practice. Yeah, because nothing lasts forever. Like, like listen, nothing lasts forever. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Nothing. You will die. Yeah. Everyone will die. Yeah. Everything's going to degrade. Nothing lasts forever. So you got to get very comfortable with the fact of losing things, losing friendships, losing possessions. I think, too, if you are so wrapped up in the past, it's so incredibly difficult to enjoy what, you're, what you've got going on now. Yeah. Like, you can't. If yeah. I have pictures of, I don't know, like, my first friend growing up and all that stuff, and I was so accumulated, or so like into that relationship and couldn't move past that relationship and blah blah blah. that ended when i was like i don't know 14 15 and it did actually that was a really sad ending we had completely changed lives i had moved i was kind of ripped away from her and her family and her influence and all that kind of stuff and it was devastating to me but the relationships i was able to build because i let go of that yeah changed my i still have those friends Mm -hmm. and it's huge yeah personal possessions so maybe maybe hey if you want a fun experiment right now go just through your house. go through your house and just throw out three objects that you're like i'm never going to use this i haven't used this in six months i'm never going to use it. just throw it out and see how you feel you're going to get this nice release of just like fuck that i don't know why i was holding on to that yeah like i haven't touched this in three years and this box hasn't moved from this one location in the middle of my kitchen for three years yeah it's probably time to move it's probably time to get rid of it 100 percent um yeah so you know for me get, giving up possessions giving up that was never an issue for me yeah. I, I i get off to it to be honest with yeah, you yeah i had to like i went through our bedroom i went through my makeup room and then one over in the living room and took what i wanted to keep and then would go into my office and work and then i'd come out and one room would be cleared out and i have no idea what happened to it <laughs> <laughs> well i'll tell you what happened to it i loaded into the back of the chunk and i Threw it in the garbage. It's a rowdy way to live, but I mean, somebody's got to do it. Yeah, man. Like the art of letting go, man. It's a powerful thing when you master it and you realize, like, that's just part of life. Is you know, life is in stages. Life yeah. is in these chapters, and you can never hold on to something forever. Nothing's 100%. permanent. Yeah. Um, absolutely. We have some really great tips at the end of this episode that we're gonna share of just like how to actually kind of cope with letting things go and how, how to process it a little yeah, bit. Yeah. We're just kind of giving you the rundown, but we will give yeah. you some more actual like solid useful information absolutely um there were people that we had to say goodbye to like so oh. we talked kind of a little bit about friends yeah. um or i mean sorry about family uh, Yeah. there's some people yeah that i had to give up you had to give up i mean we've been in calgary for 30 years of our lives 32 for you 29 yeah. for me there's a lot of people a lot of relationships actually one the first night that we were staying at mark's parents house he and he's not like very nostalgic like you no. don't get very emotional very often like no so we were walking around and he was like oh my god i remember the first time me and eric played here and the first time me and christian hung out here yeah like all of these memories and then i had said i wonder how many people are no longer going to talk because you're no longer here to connect them yeah that one hit me hard so like i i have been known to be like the glue of my friendship circle from people who know me as lorehammer you clearly see like this draw of just my ability to pull people together i don't know what it is i think it's just that i want people to be together and that's what draws them together yeah but like i know i can list a bunch of relationships that i know are not going to carry on now because i'm not there and it's fine yeah but also at the same time it's it's like it's it's sad sad. like because i yeah it's crazy to think. Let, let's talk about a couple of the, the goodbyes that were like kind of 
hard, but also enjoyable, but also kind of just, you know, it's a yeah. sad, sweet goodbye. Yeah. So let's start with the roommate, best friend, Renter. Yeah. So he moved in earlier last year and it, it was like the best situation because he had his own setup downstairs. He had his own yeah. kitchen and all that stuff. But anytime, anytime I wanted attention, I was like, Josh, come <laughs> up here. Yeah. And we would play and like, what him and I, every time that you had something going on, him and I would have date nights. That's so nice. Every time. Aww. So he would come up and we'd watch like war movies or like whatever <laughs> he was into. Or like we've gone downtown a few times and just like, it was just our hangout time and whatever. Yeah. When we left, it happened so fast that he, well, he was already kind of like thinking about moving out and just to a cheaper place and whatever. But part of me felt like, are we abandoning him? Are we like dropping him off down the street? Are we, now he's living with somebody who's like in the army with him, who he can play video games with all yeah, day, yeah, yeah. whatever, he's happy and whatever. Yeah. But that was so tough for me because yeah. like his mom, they're family. Yeah, and, and like he's been in your life for a long time, in and out. Forever, yeah. yeah. So um, that was tough for me for sure. Josh, my man, my dude, um, <laughs> like, I, I've known of him, I've seen him a couple times. We reconnected because of you. He started hanging out with you, and then, yeah, I remember the first night me and him hung out, we just got higher out of the fire, and we had a fantastic time, and it was just like, instantly, we were homies, yeah. you know? And he was the very first person that I told that I liked you. Oh, so yeah. he, and that, that's crazy too, because he was around for everything, and he knew yeah. for months before I knew. Uh, no, a month. Uh, I, I, October, November, December. Oh, two months. Oh, okay. It, yeah. was, it took us that long to date. Yeah. Okay. You have a better memory than me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like, there was some good memories of him. He's like a solid dude that when I needed something from him, he had my back. After your breakup, he hung out with you yeah. and Chestermere for a week and a half, yeah, two and weeks. It's, we never even talked about the breakup once. Actually, there was one time where it was like two in the morning where he was still out painting Warhammer at the kitchen table, and I just came out and said, hey, man, like, I'm like a little lonely. Like, I'm glad you're here. Like, thanks for just chilling with me, man. Oh. And it, it, he came through for me, even though I don't even think he realized it, you know? He's amazing. But it was this weird, sad goodbye, because we loved just having him just be able to come upstairs and just hang out with us. And it was like, just this, I, I can't even put into words. I text him all the time. I miss him so much. Yeah. It, it was a hard one, but a good one. Like, he's moving on to his next stage of his life yeah, as well. Yeah, 100%. So. 100%. And, like, again, he got to move. He's now closer to the city. Oh, one more cool memory about him. So, when, when I got divorced, um, me, you, and one other dude moved into the upstairs of my house. Uh, <laughs> but Josh, he came and he helped me and you clean the whole upstairs the of the house. The entire house. Yeah. And, and then he ended up, and he wasn't even moving in at He that wasn't point. moving in. He was just like... He was just there. He would come over almost like, every sure, day. Sure, come hang out. And he, oh my god, he used to sit at the table and just, he would leave his house at like 8 in the morning, show up with like a bin of water <laughs> and some paint and stuff, yeah. and then sit there all day. Yeah, just, just chill with hang us. Hang out with us. Yeah. I always said, are you sleeping over? Like the couch is ready for you. No, I got, no, I don't like that. No, I got to <laughs> yeah. sleep in my bed. I like my bed, blah, blah, blah. And then he would just show up again at 8 or 9 the next morning and hang out the whole next day. <laughs> it was great. I love him. And then when we moved out, we all cleaned the house together. Oh. And that was just like, hey man, you, you came in and you stepped in and you cleaned it when we moved in and now you clean it. It was just like this perfect little closure. Perfect. Circle of life. Circle of life. He's great. Josh, I miss you. Yeah. Uh, another interesting goodbye. I keep talking about this guy who moved across the entire world. Yeah. Um, we had this really good goodbye where it's just like, man, like every time I think of it being tough, I'm going to think about you. Like I'm going to think this 
this motherfucker did it, I can do it. Yeah. And it was crazy too. So when we, we had initially told him we were leaving and he was like, okay, well, when you leave, I want to know, like, even if you have to pack up and tomorrow's the flight, like, let me know. I will stop anything I'm doing. Yeah. And on our head, I was like, we might like, what if I don't, what if I don't remember in the frenzy yeah, of like, having to leave? Like, we might not see you after this. You have to be okay with that. I've got to be okay with that. Whatever. Then everything started getting kind of extended and whatever. And then he was able to come and hang out. And I feel like anytime I've been around him, it's ended up being like a big therapy session. <laughs> and so it gets really deep and emotional. Yeah, and he's that kind of guy who's always been oh. very like introspective and like he wants yeah. to better his life and he wants to do these things. Yeah, every time. Yeah. So we had had one of those sessions and then he said goodbye and he was sobbing. <laughs> And it broke my heart because it just goes to show how much you meant to him, how much you influenced his life, how much your your place in his life changed who he is and inspired him and our relationship inspires him. And oh, it was so sad. It was very sad. But also like, it's those things where it's like, we need to all be better at telling the people around us what they actually mean to us. Yeah, before they die. Before they're gone. Somebody, I had said, uh, or I saw something that said, send your loved ones flowers while they can still smell them. Mm. Don't do it after they die. Don't send, like, yeah. go right now, pause this episode, go text the five people and yeah. just randomly what you love about them, why yeah. you love them, tell them you love yeah. them. Normalize saying that when before it's too late. Yeah. So, fuck, it's been tough saying goodbye to people but also at the same time like you know it's exciting it, it's been a it, it's developing this new skill in me where i'm i'm now telling people how i feel about in the them moment when it matters exactly not afterwards absolutely um the final person goodbye that i want to talk about is my goodbye with my best friend <laughs> besides you of course you we know you are my best <laughs> best guy friend i'll say but uh um yeah, like he drove us to the border and we had this like eight hour car ride with him and then we got turned away and then... He got to hang out at the house with us a few yeah, times. And we, it, it was so weird because like we never really said goodbye. It was so funny because I was waiting for him, like he was standing by the car. I, I hugged him, I cried, I said, I love you, goodbye. But he never, he just like, I, I, I felt like he was waiting to give us a speech or something and he never did. And for me, the reason why is because I know I'm going to see that guy again. I still guy. text him every day. Uh, I woke up this morning to a, a text from him saying, yo, man, I miss you, buddy. And it's just like, dude, I miss you too. But yeah. uh, what do you want to talk about? How, how are your children doing? Yeah, you know, 100%. like He's one of those people that we know we're going to see again. Yeah. Even if it's like we are making it happen, like we'll buy you a plane, plane yeah, ticket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like I'm buying him a plane ticket for either his birthday or my birthday for him and, and his wife. Yeah, we, we see what he's into in his state of mind, or not state of mind, his... Uh, like, family state affairs. Of, yeah, family affairs. He's got that's a whole family to worry about, yeah. so it's but like, a little bit different. that's the thing, like, I never had to say goodbye to him. Yeah. Um, and I don't think I ever will. Yeah. Because there are just some people in your life that you know are always gonna be there for you. Yeah. Um, at some point last year, I had a conversation with my grandpa, and we, we disagreed on COVID. And after that conversation, I realized that I had called him consistently the last 15 times we spoke. Yep. And I would call him every like three or four weeks kind of thing. So for the last number of years, months, whatever, it was me calling. So yep. after that conversation, I was like, you know what? I'm going to start seeing how many people put effort into me. Yep. I haven't talked to him since. <laughs> Oof. And the only reason I connect with my aunt right now is because I check on my nephew. 
Yeah. And he's now moving when back with his mom and all that, so I know I'm not going to be able to talk to him. But, like, I'm done putting effort into people who don't put it back into me. Yeah. So, and it's fine. Like, once again, like... Yeah, we, people have their own lives. People have lives. People like, yeah. And it's fine. But know that and know where your energy is going and if it's getting reciprocated know if your cup's getting filled like exactly an answer to that because every time i do it i lose something yep and it hurts to not get it back so it's it's been very interesting to me because i know the relationships that i can maintain and will maintain and whatever but i also know the people that i will likely never see again and i had to kind of come to terms with that and find peace about that and it's important. Again, so incredibly important. Yep. Yeah, because nothing lasts forever. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So, uh, the general public, actually, oh my god, I posted <laughs> this fucking TikTok video and it blew up. I think it's at like 70,000 views or something like that. And it's remarkable how many people will dismiss or insult me or whatever for us True, just, saying truly like heinous things like you'll probably get murdered and you'll be back in five years when you realize how good you had it there's freedom here you were never canadian Healthcare. in the first place you traitor yeah you, people like, called us traitors because ugh. we were just like just like we just want to move to a different place and like yo. even if covid didn't happen we would have moved our, eventually yeah like our long-term goal was always to go somewhere warm but it's incredible how many people dismiss somebody else trying to get happy yeah so like word to everybody listening to this if you're about to message somebody you don't know on the internet and say something to rip them apart don't fucking do it yeah what like, what, like it says more about you than it does absolutely. say about them even if you have a valid point or something like absolutely there's no need for that yeah it's crazy no... how many people are just so blatantly ignorant but you know that that's helped me though like as pe- some of these people have like especially online have been mm-hmm. just truly nasty it's like this confirms why I'm leaving, yeah. yo. Like, this is why. Because I don't like the state of Canada. Yeah. I don't like where it's going. Well, and just, like, imagine taking offense to somebody bettering their life. Yeah. Like, it's just, it blows my mind. Yeah. But again, like, it's, yeah, like, I'm I'm good. I don't want to be in the cold. <laughs> there are a lot of people that are just jealous and just, you know... Angry that they angry. can't do it themselves. Yeah. Angry that we even did it without getting the jab that we shouldn't have been able to leave whatever yeah yeah it's crazy it's crazy it's crazy but yeah don't send shit to people online it's not cute it's not a good look yeah it's not a good look it doesn't do anything like yo i'm gone yeah yeah (laughs) i thought okay so we had a whole lot of takeout the month that we were staying at your place. <laughs> yeah, we're like... Because everybody was like, you can't get anything in Panama. It's, like, a different world there. You can't just get delivery and all that. And I was, like, okay with that. Like, A-okay sure, with that. Sure, like, like, that was part of the adventure of it all. That was part of the point. Yeah, they lied. <laughs> they lied. <laughs> you get McDonald's, you can get Wendy's, Pizza Hut, Little Caesars. We went into, like, two malls, and they were both the biggest. Both these malls, like separately. Like, anybody from Calgary, bigger than Chinook, probably one of them definitely is bigger than West Edmonton Mall. Like, by far. It was... By far. They have every store you could possibly... Yeah. Possibly imagine places from Paris, France, like, all of these designers. Mm-hmm. Some are, like, more cheap stores, some are high-end, like, Birkin stores. Yeah, whatever. yeah. Is that a, that's a brand? <laughs> yeah, all... It's just, like, crazy. Yeah. Um, Another thing people said was, like, uh, just... Make sure you buy a bunch of technology, like electronics, before you go down there, because yeah. you won't find anything down there. Yeah. Uh, I broke my laptop screen. No, I broke it. Well, whatever. You're so nice to <laughs> me. I love you. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> my laptop screen got broken. It doesn't matter. It was an accident. No big deal. But we were even able to fix that within a 
within like less than two hours yeah. they called us back yeah and this is in a country that we're going up to people with google translate yeah. like hola <laughs> <laughs> laptopio yeah, like all <laughs> i know how to say is like do i have this english no yeah. okay continue like, we'll proceed so it's been interesting like uh some of the things that we thought we'd have to let go of we Not haven't really all. had to now when we go to the next place we're going to take like we were in Panama City, which was a big city, yeah. and we we're going to a town called Bocas, yeah. which is a population of eight thousand, then maybe like another thousand surrounding population. Yeah, and um, island life, and that is one hundred percent going to be a little bit less. Yeah, than like anything that we have access to. Yeah, but at the same time, like if we need something, we can go to Panama City. It's a forty-five minute plane ride, so. Yeah, but yeah, yeah it just it, it's been some things that i was ready to give up and like completely happy to give up like yeah. yeah the the convenience of modern day living um yeah you know sometimes you i guess you, the world is evolving and changing like yeah yeah convenience is everywhere now i feel like 100 percent. like i mean even when we get to bocas we can still order off of amazon get it sent to miami and then forward it to us like sure there's we live in the 21st century yeah it's yeah yeah whatever. um but yeah no like we said like sometimes you have to blow up your life like you might have to blow it up multiple times. Like you yep. have to, you have to keep growing. If you are in the same spot that you were ten years ago, either you're in yourself. a perfect spot and there's no need, or like you gotta self-reflect. Yeah, yeah, 100%. yeah. Percent. Yeah. Um, life is all about just changing and experiencing and growing. Like yeah. it, all we have is our mind and our body. There's, you know. Yeah. That's all. And experiences. And experiences. And I like, want to experience all of the things we can. So like. The end goal for this is to get like some sort of like island or like yeah. land that we we're, can. We're next week. We're looking at this property that's like twenty acres, probably like a kilometer long beachfront. Mm -hmm. um, it has a main house and like this side little uh, house that we're gonna t try to turn into like an Airbnb and yeah. like. With, it's all off-grid like that's the life we want yeah, it's so just this like off-grid can you explain off-grid off-grid like means you're not no longer connected to anybody so you don't need so solar panels solar panels uh water collection systems yeah. um you know uh we still have to buy food to some degree but i'm gonna start gardening i'm going to we're gonna get some chickens the house or that property that we're looking at has a chicken coop already there and... yeah and uh i'm already you had a brilliant idea for fish traps where <gasps> it's like yeah i'm gonna catch fish and just like we're gonna go back to the way it was yeah like... and again we wanted to learn we wanted to grow i know mm -hmm. how to order uber eats i know I, how to I do that nailed it <laughs> <laughs> i have so much practice with it i've got it yeah but I don't know how to, I don't know, fish and gut a fish. No one's ever told a story about Uber Eats, yeah. you know? But I'm going to be telling stories about how I built this cool, like, fish trap. You were talking about, so I guess, um, like, that hut that you were talking about with the palm trees. When palm trees die, the the tree part... Uh, the quills? I don't know what they're called. <laughs> they <laughs> fall on the ground. And yeah. so Mark was like, well, how do we make sure that the yard is maintained? The yard looks yeah, good yeah. or whatever. Because once again, 20 acres, that's a lot of trees on that property. Like, um, yeah, so it's just like, yeah, I've been looking like, and I'm going to watch some videos of how to like, do I burn these? Oh, no, I'm just going to turn them into those nice like cabanas, <gasps> you know, like a nice little hut and like just learning new things, new skills. Yeah. And yeah, like the, the point is to get out of the system. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, the last two years have shown, should have shown everyone, very clearly shown me, and definitely reinforced my ability that when shit hits a fan, your neighbor is not your neighbor. They don't yeah. give a fuck about you. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, everyone has to look after themselves, and when the food gets short, 
Yeah, they will. I don't want to be around that. I don't want to be in a big city where when those trucks stop coming, you're fucked. Yeah. Um, and so if we can, well, first of all, it's a lot warmer here. So if we, if for some reason the power grid goes down or nobody can afford to heat their house anymore, we won't be frozen. Yeah. Um, we can. Yeah. Be outside in shorts and a t-shirt all day, all night. Yeah. One one thing that I'm really excited about, on regardless of what property we end up <laughs> buying, is uh, we're gonna get married on that property. We're gonna we're gonna have time. We're gonna set up like this beautiful. Who knows what it's gonna look like? Yeah. You know, but it's gonna be like just completely this ours homestead. Our homestead. Yeah. And that's what it. That's what human history. The majority of history was. Hundred percent. Where like families just take over their grandpa's farm. Yep. And yep. yeah, and they just proceed doing that, doing the family thing. And yeah. I mean, we're still not having kids here, but <laughs> um, yeah, that's what we want. We want some place where it's just ours. We don't really have to do anything outside of our land. Yeah. We'll go into town and get like food and supplies and all that kind of stuff. And part of the reason moving here too was we wanted to contribute to places that needed it. Yeah. So the wealth distribution here is awful. Like it's. There's there's like a sky rise brand new fully glass building right next to attached to a building that looks like it was bombed fifty years ago and never entered again. Yeah. Like yeah, it's yeah, yeah. it's crazy. It's yeah. it's nuts. But we want to be where we can help and like mm-hmm. around orphanages and yeah. that kind of thing where it's just like let's go hang out. You can teach kids how to do whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. we gotta work on our Spanish a little bit, but like we want to help the community. And yeah, so- I want to be involved in the community because yeah, that's what life is. It's yeah. about these communities that you make, and you don't get that in a big city. Like, yeah, you, yeah sure, you get the big city community. We're all Calgarians, great, yeah. but like, you don't really know your neighbor. Yeah, when I was younger, I had tried to volunteer over um, like Christmas break at like homeless shelters or whatever, and even to volunteer, it was like a whole big thing. I wasn't allowed to do soup and like feed the homeless. I had to go vacuum a backboard room. Yeah. I was like, this isn't helping the fucking homeless. This is helping <laughs> you guys. Yeah, like, what yeah. the? I was so mad about it. Mm-hmm. But like, no, we're gonna be out on the streets paying like vendors and stuff and being able to give them the money that we're making and like yeah 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 it's so important to us to contribute to panama and to panama's economy mm-hmm. and panama's people panama's people mm-hmm. absolutely we, we have met some truly amazing people so we oh. met this one guy called uh jacob. jacob and uh he took us to the top as this little mountain that he said that like Everyone wants to go, but 95% of Panamanians have never been up there. Yeah, so when they were building the Panama Canal, they had created uh, a number of uh, fortifications. Causeway Islands, essentially. Exactly. And that was to defend the Panama Canal if anything happened over World War II. They never ended up using it, so it got shut down and dismantled and all that stuff. Now there's like three sets of houses that have like, I don't know, six houses in each of it. It's kind of like a condo building, but like vertical horizontal it's horizontal (laughs) and um and so only the people in those properties can go up there so we had started walking up there we got turned away and then he was driving he was like no get in get in get in get in and he brought us all the way to the top he like gave us a little history of the place nobody he said 90 percent of panamanians have never seen that view and we saw it day one and it was beautiful man and it's just like there have been some people here that have just been so nice well a couple days later he saw us in the mall stopped us helped us get phone cards (laughs) he was so sweet he's so great yeah if uh i see him again i'm definitely gonna have to get his number but yeah you know i'm in a different part of the country now so yeah but yeah um let's give some i think we've said everything about like a lot of things that we've had to give up and the hurt but also the lessons that we've learned mm-hmm. from it 
Um, but we also have five tips that um, can help you with the art of letting go, of letting things go and coping and dealing with loss and dealing with change and all this. Yeah. And okay, so I always describe that one breakup where I just went dark for six months. Yeah. At the time, it was the only way I could survive. Now looking back at it, now like studying other people's grief and how they process it, how to process all that kind of stuff. If you don't do that, the only thing you're going to do is repress all of that. Yeah. Suppress, repress. Repress. Suppress. And you'll have to deal with it at one point or another. You might as well just process it right off the bat. Yeah. So when things like this happen to you guys, like seriously, deal with it. Yeah. Here's how. Yeah, here's some great ways to help deal with it. I Even when we uh, read these, I'm like, oh yeah, I've done these just kind of naturally. Yeah, um, yeah. So the first is to pay tribute. So write it down, whether it's like, I don't know, there have been times where I wrote a note to somebody and stuck it in a balloon and let the balloon go. And there's a ceremony behind that. There's mm. just like a ritual behind that where it's just like literally letting this it go. is letting go. And that's so important. That was super therapeutic and healing. And if you're not into writing, do a scrapbook, do an album. It's basically like organizing our pieces of the past. Yeah. We've got the podcast. Yeah, for us, podcasting is a big way that we're paying tribute to. And it's crazy too. The, the losses and the experiences and the... Yeah lessons and it's crazy too because after like even after the last one i knew there was a lot of emotion there was a lot of energy there was a whatever and as soon as we stopped recording it was like a release <sighs> it was so nice yeah it was and there's like, been a lot of emotions about this one with the cats and the animals and like all yeah. of that it's nice to just let it go yeah here you go it, like this this is that's it it's out in the world there's nothing oh. i can do about it now you gotta move on yeah so one pay tribute to it somehow yeah. come up with something that yeah it's a little ceremony that somehow you're doing it Absolutely. step two or way two, cry when you need to mm -hmm. it's okay to cry um even this in this episode like yeah we've both been crying on and off yeah it's fine um your body knows when it needs to grieve focus on what you need rather than what will make someone uncomfortable mm -hmm. be your own nurturing mother yeah so this kind of goes into like what is Every time you you cry, it's because your body needs that release. That's yeah. your body saying, I'm not okay, I'm not okay. Things are too much. Cry. It's yeah. literally like a waterfall. <sighs> you're overflowing. Tears come out. Yeah. You need that nurturing mother. We all need that nurturing feeling where you can just hug your mom, let it all out, all of that kind of stuff. And sometimes you need to be your own nurturer. Yeah, so sometimes. let yourself cry and sit with it sit in a dark closet for an hour and just let it go just just go with it just experience it and just go with it the one lesson that i learned uh that was just it was truly powerful is like i can cry with you like i can trust you i yeah. can cry with you when i was coming to terms with having to uh give up leo um <laughs> i'm getting all watery-eyed again <laughs> so um, i was sitting I, in my office and he had come up to me and he was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with Leo. I'm really worried. I can't put him in a home like that won't take care of him. Like, I do not want him to die. He cannot get killed because somebody doesn't know how he, how he is. Yeah. And he's a good cat. He's a great cat. And then he started crying and turned around and then like went into the, went into the hallway and I followed him. I turned him around and I just started hugging him. And that was the first time, I mean, I cry all the time, but that was the first time he had cried in front of me. Probably. Yeah. And then... And it was just like, you made a safe spot for me, mm -hmm. you know? You made it so I can feel safe to cry around you. And now in return, I feel like I can cry wherever if all I need to. Yeah. You know, it's, it's fine. It's not a big deal. Like, 
It's a way that you can deal with letting things go. It's that release button. It's that reset button. Um, it's interesting too because I don't. I haven't been in a lot of situations where, especially because you're, <laughs> you're such a man, you know. Yeah, yeah, big old you're construction so manly, worker. Like, yeah, you're so logical. You're so even when the laptop broke, you were like, nope, it's fine because we're both solutionists and we're just gonna fix it and yeah. that's it. And so you're not the kind of guy to just cry all the time. So. And I've never really been, I don't think females a lot get to be that for the guy in the relationship. <laughs> I I felt important. I felt like you needed yep. me. I felt like it was such a good thing for both of us yep. that that happened. It, it was interesting that my natural reaction, though, is when I started crying, I left the room. Yeah. And then after, I'm like, I'm sorry I left. Like, <laughs> like I've, I shouldn't have left. I should have come to you. Yeah. Like you should go be able to go to your partner and be able to cry in their arms or also just be able to cry by yourself if you're alone. Yeah. But yeah. it's fine. Cry when you need to. It's Absolutely. fine. Yeah. The third is focus on what you need, not what others think you need. Mm -hmm. You're the only person that knows what's going on in your head, even if it's all like fucked and kerfuffled and all of that. Like even if you've got a thousand things going on, only you know what it is. Yeah. People might have your best interest in mind. People might have their experience in mind you're the only one who knows what you need so yeah. don't push yourself to to do something if it really really doesn't feel right to you again listen to your body yeah your body kind of knows man like we process so much data subconsciously we remember things we don't even remember but mm -hmm. we're still processing that memory you know yeah. um go with your gut like if it's not feeling right to you like re reassess it yeah there's probably a reason for that yeah uh, sometimes it might just chalk up to be okay i'm just a little nervous yeah but yeah. also they might be like oh yeah okay there's 100%. some issues there so focus on what you need not what other people think you need you know what's best for you trust yeah. trust, trust, trust your, your gut, gut trust your instinct if you're young find a mentor find somebody that you do trust that can maybe help you until you kind of trust yourself a little more till you you know, like I've had 32 years with myself. I know myself very well. I know my ups, I know my downs, I know my strength, I know my weaknesses. And if you're looking for a mentor, you need to look for somebody who you can, like if you're having thoughts about killing somebody, you need to be able to trust that mentor enough to tell them those kind of thoughts, the deepest, darkest, ugliest, yep. or else it's never, it's it's only gonna be surface bullshit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You need to find somebody um, who you can trust. Hey, if you're listening and like, if you need to send us a message like I won't have any good advice for you like I don't want to get bogged down in other people's lives but I will read your message and I will sympathize with you and hey yo if we need to cry together we can cry together yeah we I'm the advice person though so you come at me <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like you focus on what you need yeah 100%. Uh, the next one, four, focus on what you're gaining and not what you're losing. It, it would be very easy to just keep looking at pictures of Leo and just mm. just focusing on him. Instead, there's a cat here. I went up oh my God. <laughs> and I just, uh, just absorbed myself into that cat, you yeah. know, just like, this is good. There's things here that I'm gaining. And yes, there was a lot of loss and yeah. there was a lot of grief. But also, I'm going to focus on that beach view. I'm yeah. going to focus on me hanging out, climbing trees. I'm going to focus out on the things that are actually generally making me happy. Yeah, there's like a whole clean slate now that mm -hmm. we can fill with whatever we want to. Yeah. And that's so exciting to yeah. me. It's so crazy. So focus on what you're gaining and not what you're losing. And the last is, and this... I, I always used to hate when people say this because it's not an easy pill to swallow, but it is the truth. Yep. Life goes on. Yep. Tomorrow you will wake up. If you're crying now, take a nap. You will wake up feeling better. 
Yeah. Like, life goes on. This too shall pass. Tomorrow's another day. I, I heard this today. Um, you were just scrolling through TikTok or whatever, and basically it was saying, like, all bad things end. Yeah. Eventually. But... Good things. That is what he said, and that's what really struck out to me. Like, everything ends. Good, bad, everything does end. Yeah. Um, life goes on. Yeah. In a weird way. Uh, we're just like this blip, and we also gotta just accept that we're just this weird blip in human history, and... Life will continue going on whether we're here or we're not here. Life will go on for you whether you lost your job or not lost your job. Yeah, 100%. Um, until you're dead, keep fighting. Yeah. Keep working. Keep doing the hustle. Keep doing what makes you happy. Because it matters. It matters. And every day matters. Like, you could be sitting on the we- on the couch depressed for a week, or you could be with your friend depressed for a week. But that's relationship, that's connection, you're having conversations, that's yeah. growth. Like, every time, every minute matters. So you get to choose what to do with that. Yeah. I think also, like, I would not, I would not, I would not have been able to do this without you and sure. your support. Yeah, I feel the same way. Yeah, like, um, it's crazy. Yeah, like, obviously having a good support system, we have each other, we have uh, friends, and even just with this podcast, we've been able to share our experiences with Aww. other people, and, you know, find a support system that works for you, and yeah. uh, that will help with letting things go. Like, and keep in mind that, like, we as humans and this is like part of the issue everybody's argument against the covid and restrictions and all that is humans need connections yeah we need we We're thrive social on creatures. it we are social creatures so it's not like mark and i are going to go find an island and then never talk to humanity again that's not we can't that will kill us from the inside out you need a support system you need a family even if it's not the people you were born into and sometimes and sometimes most of them mm, i'm but sometimes that's not that is the case where it's just healthier for you to leave get up and find some other family yeah i've done it and it's been way better for me so find that support system that actually supports you it kind of goes yeah back to what we've said a bunch where it's just like some people don't give a fuck and that's fine but then i'm not gonna invest any more time i'm gonna invest time into the relationships that are supporting me and i'm supporting them yeah and i feel like there's that mutual benefit so it's kind of a selfish outlook but yeah like look at who's investing in you and invest in them you kind of got to be selfish in life like you got to be otherwise you're not gonna do anything for yourself you're just gonna keep giving and giving and giving and your cup is gonna get real real empty real fast yeah or you just end up being complacent. Like if you're not selfish and you don't want better for your life, you're not gonna get better. Life yeah. doesn't just hand you things. Yeah, 100%. 100%. <sighs> 100%. See, art of letting go. We both <laughs> sighed. I, I feel like- I feel better. A weight has been lifted. We've talked about it. We've shared our experiences. Yeah. Um, it's been crazy. It's been a little bit scary, but honestly, not so much. Yeah. Like, I'm more excited than anything. Yeah, every day I wake up and I'm just like, I can't wait to go do this, so I can't wait to even just lie in bed all day with you here, or just yeah. whatever it is. Like, yeah. just make the most of the days, Jet however that looks real, like. Jet by the way. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. But we've been able to do some crazy stuff. We went to that uh, per- 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 Perico Island, I think it was called. Um, we went to a fish market, we've... We went around the old town, like this old mm-hmm. uh, Panama City with all these old buildings and just, yeah. you know... We it's just, been so crazy, it's yeah. been so fun exploring. It's just, it's just a change of life. We yeah. gave up our old life and we got this new life to explore. And build. And, yeah, and build. And I'm so glad that, you know, we, we, we were able to let go. Yeah. And like, that's it. I'm not going to look back at Canada anymore. No. That's it. I'm done. I'm done with it. Yeah. I'm on to new and other things. Big things. Um, well, 
thanks to everyone for listening. If you have like advice too for like how have you, what is a loss in your life? What is something that you had to let go of? How did you cope with it? Let us know. We might be able to share it on the next episode if you message us soon enough. Yeah. We would love to be able to share your experiences and maybe help other people with it. Because, you know, everyone copes and deals with things in different ways. So. Yeah. And again, this human connection, like perspective is so important. Exactly. So it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, feel free to reach out. Uh, email us at Pillow Talk with Mark and B at gmail.com or on Instagram or Facebook at Pillow Talk with Mark and B. Very nice. Uh, the next episode, I think it's going to be on just addiction. Yeah. So um, with everything that kind of came up with me and my emotions this week and like, actually your sister-in-law had said something that I think was super true. She was like, like, I, I haven't thought about my family in months, but I have been stressed about COVID, about the move, about everything like that. Once we got here, no stress from that, like none yeah. whatsoever. But then I started having these crazy dreams about my family and about just things in the past and all that. And so it's crazy how my subconscious brought that back up now that I don't have other things kind of masking it. Sure. So we're going to work through it next week. We're going to talk about addiction. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I can't wait to learn a little bit more about it. I know I've been addicted to plastic crack for 22 years, so maybe I'll be able to talk about that. (laughs) I'm not going to get over it. I'm not giving it up. uh, My mom's an alcoholic and it's been incredibly it's stressful it's fucked yeah i think most people at one point has seen what like a true bad addiction is and uh yeah we're just going to talk about our experiences with it so join us on the next episode uh pillow talk with mark and b we loved having you thanks for joining us we're gonna go off and watch a sunset on a beach now yeah we are um and we're gonna be warm and we're gonna be happy and (laughs) it's just gonna be the perfect little life and together and together i love you i love you thanks Um, everybody for joining us thanks for listening everyone see you next week